0: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.
1: Ask me! Ask Eliza anything. It's time. Twitter. Or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. I'll tell you anything. Help. Help. Help me. Ask me. And now you're going to ask us. Because with me is a very good friend of mine. Uh, Probably one of my favorite people, not just on the internet, but In my life and on earth, it's Shalon Lester. Hello. You guys sent in so many questions. It's always good to have a guest who has their own sphere of influence on the internet because people, you're bringing your fans to my podcast.
2: I am. I am. And they are gang. They are a rabid little group and they would love to be part of the Eliza entourage.
1: I appreciate that. And you're here. And you know what the kicker is? You and I did a podcast together. I
2: know. And it was good. It was really good. And the picture we took after was a great picture. And that's what I'm most mad that I can't reuse. Oh. It's it's old. You can reuse it. Well, actually. We're not that different. Maybe it was a really bad picture and I'm just misremembering.
1: It was some extreme end of the spectrum. (laughs) But But something happened. I think I would like stopped my podcast. Anyways, Mm -hmm. that's a forever lost Mm -hmm. interview. But now you're back. Mm -hmm. Not with a vengeance, but with a purpose.
2: I mean, always, usually, with some sort of vengeance. A little
1: bit of vengeance. We're going to kick it off with your own comment. You wrote in, because you're this girl, (laughs) some helpful (laughs) suggestions. Why is Shallon so pretty? Why is she so smart? Why does she smell like homemade pie and freshly washed blankets? Yeah. I also thought, as I read that comment, I was like, that sounds like something Shallon would say. And then my (laughs) sister was like, Shallon wrote that. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry I'm like this. Uh, A-L, okay. But first, before we jump right in, what I want to say is part of the reason I'm friends with you, because you and I met through an, another friend. Mm-hmm. We met on an email chain. That's right. We were all going to go on a trip together. Yeah, and then my dumbass
2: only booked, I booked the return and the departure for the same day, so I didn't get to go.
1: It is hard. It is hard. Booking travel is difficult and nobody talks about that. And I've
2: never done that. I travel constantly. You travel constantly. It's like, odds are you're going to have one idiotic mistake like that. And I was furious that it was this trip. There was a snowstorm in New York. We were going to go to Mexico. It was going yeah. be warm. And instead I
1: like stayed home and cried. My version of that is I always have to take a second beat and think, is it 12 a.m. or 12 p.m.? Oh my God. Of course. We've got to come up with better names. I know. Oh, can can I we all cool? just go with noon and midnight? Like Ooh. noon, midnight. Yes, but even programming on my phone, yes. I have Noon, to think midnight. About it. Noon yeah. midnight. Yeah, you're right. There is no- Noon 30. Noon 30. Until we get to one. Noon 30. Uh, Shallon is smart. She is, I, sometimes she says stuff and I'm like, that is exactly what I think, but <laughs> you said it out loud. People always think of me as the girl that says what they're thinking, but Shallon has the megaphone uh, to what you're thinking. Yeah. I will probably get punched in the face sometime. I don't know if it would be the worst thing, but I don't think, because everyone, you know, you get like a little humble when someone, but I don't think you need humility. I think that you're dead on. I think that you're outspoken and you're smart. You're not just some girl that's like, and here's another thought. And that's why I'm (laughs) friends with you because you're smart. Thank you. And that's why I'm friends with you. I mean,
2: a lot of reasons. I really like your body and how hard you work out. It's really impressive. Your devotion to no plastic has impacted my life in a huge way. But yeah. Thank you. It's hard to find... You know what? No, it isn't hard to find smart girls if you are already connected into other smart girls. Great it's like point. we run in our own tribes. So like if you know one smart girl, you have a vein of really great girls at your disposal. Like tap into that,
1: you know? It is a thing, you know, this idea that women are competitive, and for sure they are, but I light up when I meet another Mm -hmm. girl who's smart, especially smart like me in a different way. Oh, yes. Or smart like you are. Like, we're both smart and I'm not. (laughs) We're both so smart and I'm smart. (laughs) Uh, And it's not a competitive way. Like, we don't do the same thing. So I enjoy your insights and I enjoy, even though sometimes you say stuff and I'm like, that's my same thought, I don't for a second feel like, "Uh, well, I have a bit about that, so don't fucking say it.
2: Right. It's because we're alpha females and alphas, whether you're male or female, are pack builders, They're not packed dividers, you know? this is why
1: you love all of these social terms. You love all these biology terms, all these, uh, you have historical references. In the elevator on the way up, I said something to you about lying and you went, well, war is deception. Like, who has that at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning, locked and loaded?
2: (laughs) Me. You do. I'm a little war machine.
1: Let's get it cracking. Why do I... This has become my thing now. Let's get it cracking. Alyssa saw, Alyssa 121. What do you do if you're attracted to his personality but not him physically? I met someone and we have a ton in common. We have similar values and he's the sweetest, most thoughtful person. He says, oh, shady, he's 5'6". But I'm 5'3". And I feel like we're the same size. I spent the night at his house. We didn't sleep together. And I woke up and just felt creeped out because he was snuggling on me and I didn't like it. How do I let him down easy? Or is this something I should just get over?
2: Okay, so what is going on here is the ick.
1: The ick- I've heard you talk about this. Is the
2: overwhelming feeling of- Yeah. And it happened. The ick is not an ugly person's disease. I have had the ick for male models. I have had the ick for very like on paper, wonderful people, but that's the thing. Your mind is like, I should like him. Why don't I want to have sex with him? And it's like, that's why it's chemistry. You just don't. Like there's just something you just- You just just don't. You just don't. And you don't-
1: You don't want his genetics.
2: You don't want his genetics for whatever reason. And that's fine. Like we- girls like we're like i just i want love i want a great guy and then when he comes into our life when a nice guy we feel like we owe fate like i owe destiny who am i to like turn down this blessing i've been praying for and if you try to stick it out you are going to get the ick so bad because then what happens is you turn on them and you become really mean yes and they don't know why and then you feel bad and it's just this horrible cycle so you could just be Tell the truth. It's like, you are wonderful, but I just don't feel that chemistry. I'm not
1: into this. That's it. And it's not your fault. It's not
2: my fault. It's just, it is what it is and it can't change. And you deserve someone who feels those hot pants feelings. And then he'll
1: go shoot up a school. Then he will go shoot up a school. I, yeah. yeah, the ick thing is... Uh, it's huge. It's very real. And um, it's it's poisonous. We well, also wonder why, you know, there's that stereotype of like the billionaire with like the hot wife yeah. who's like Xanaxed out and just like, ugh, or whatever. It's because she doesn't want to be with him. No. Oh, you see all these beautiful women who probably have no substance that are with these guys that they should be mm-hmm. with and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole valley of the dolls, the housewife totally. thing. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. And life is too short. Like you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. You're not uh, a mist, you're not a, a concubine. No. You're not a hooker. No. I mean, be a hooker. If you if there's someone you don't want to be with and you're forcing yourself, get paid. Terrific. <laughs> if you've returned to an ex because they're the best you've ever had and you click on another level but have no sexual attraction, hap fix. How fix? How Didn't fix. even have the courtesy to write a full sentence, so I don't know if we have the courtesy to answer this. That's a don't fix. You, don't can't, fix. you can't fix. How fix? You don't fix. How fix? <clears throat> don't fix. Mm-mm. Crab juice. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors, fresh, never frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. com slash Eliza. Lyshear. Oh my God. Yes, please. When you're genuinely ready to move on after you split from a five-year relationship, where do you begin? I've always had mm. difficulty with meeting people out. My relationships have always been guys I met from, con- from convenience. I Ooh. thought you said from the convenience store. <laughs> School or a job. Pretty please help.
2: So this is a good question. And it, that's why people stay, I think, in relationships for a really long time is they're overwhelmed by the process of,
1: oh, of yes. starting
2: over, you know? So you have to hit it on a bunch of different fronts. Like you were looking for a job. You wouldn't just ask your friends. You wouldn't just go on LinkedIn. Like you have to really like mess around and like around. So get on the dating apps. Not bumble. Get out there. Get, yeah, not bumble. Not a fan. No. Women should not be reaching out to men. This is your position. This is my position. This is like the foundation of my entire like <laughs> life philosophy. Men chase women. The egg does not swim to the sperm. Even anatomically, women receive. And if we override that, it's like, it's just a high, it's no big deal. Okay, then why can't they do it? It's so not a big deal, they can't use their two thumbs while they're on the toilet and be like, hi, that's too much. We have lowered the bar to that place because then you set up that construct of a dynamic where you're always doing everything. I'll plan the date. No, he couldn't make reservations. He was busy at work. Like, you're dating yourself.
1: Right. Interesting.
2: And then just date yourself. <clears throat> so do everything everything but Bumble. Join some hobbies, like something intellectual, something creative, something physical. And because worst case, you don't meet anybody, but you're creating a life that's fulfilling and you don't have this need to like, I have to have a man. Like, yeah. you are already fulfilled. Ask your friends to get set up. You know, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're not going to get out of a five-year relationship and take the boyfriend equivalency exam. You and also might not be
1: ready. Like, you might think you are. Totally. Because, you know, you to go out to someone and be like, oh, Richard used to always push his peas into a pile. Tell him it's Richard. <laughs> take a beat. I always yeah. say the same thing about... Do make yourself happy. And I get it. It sucks. Like, I want a boyfriend so bad. It sucks so bad to make but yourself happy. Men are attracted to women and people find you when you're preoccupied with making yourself happy. Totally. I can't play hard to get. I have to
2: be hard to get. And so Ooh, I have to like- Say it again for the people I in the can't front. play hard to get. I got to be it. Like, I can't fake that. So I have to like run myself like a racehorse. Just keep myself so busy that I'm like, oh, I legitimately forgot to respond to that semi-nude he sent
1: me on Snapchat. Like it's... That I didn't ask for. (laughs) That I
2: didn't ask for.
1: Real Dr. Grinius. Big fan of your podcast and comedy. I always put Ask Eliza Anything at the top of my podcast queue. Hmm. In case that metric matters. Of course it does. My ask, I think
0: so. Oh, okay.
1: How how can one successfully set up a friend or assistant? Oh. Interesting. Oh. That's...
2: That's a good question. I think some people, me, are terrible matchmakers because it's like, hey, you're both bipedal humans who walk upright. Why Why wouldn't this be love? You both
1: have brown hair. Don't you want babies with brown hair?
2: <laughs> or like something like, you're both Jewish. It's like,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> it's like when <laughs> straight people set up gay people. Like, you're both gay. Go yes, together. Sure. Yes. Yes. Sure. Uh, I, I, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I... Women setting up people versus men—it's totally different. When mm-hmm. a guy sets me up and it you know, has set me up and it didn't go well, I almost didn't feel the license mm-hmm. to be mad at them because men are very laissez-faire. <clears throat> They're like, "Look, I just tried." Yeah. With women, it's like, "You think I go with him? How could you think that yes. about me?" By the way, he didn't. You know, like, right. It's I'm going to set you up, but go with God from there. Right. I wash my hands of this. I was just trying to help.
2: Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. I think a good sort of like litmus so you test the wedding or the funeral is <laughs> exactly is to ask. How each of them spends an ideal Saturday. Like if you have one person who's like, I lay in bed, I'm a fat shit, I don't care. And the other one's like, I go hiking, I'm up at 6 a.m. Like yeah. they're not going to be compatible, you know? So how people recreate, I think is really, really important in terms of compatibility.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. And also get out of the way. And like, then just get out of the do way. Do it and be like, look, I tried. I right. don't want to hear about it. Right. Allison underscore Eddie, firstly, love you both and have been watching Shallon's videos for years. My college boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half and are graduating three months apart. We are on the quarter system. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for that nugget. We have both talked as if we're going to be like, now wait a minute, how is it that you're graduating? This doesn't smell right. We have both talked about the relationship long-term and see marriage in the future, but I don't want either of us to make a major sacrifice when starting out our careers because we're so focused on furthering our relationship. How do you keep a healthy balance between prioritizing your relationship while also jump-starting your career post-grad?
2: This is a good question, and I think I'm proud of you for even asking this because yeah. so many people, when they graduate, so many of my sorority sisters, they got married immediately because like, they couldn't answer the question, what are you doing with your life? It's like, uh, I'm getting married, I'm having a baby. They thought that would like stop people from asking that, and it did. And now they're in their 30s and hate their job. They work in HR, some fuck shit. So... <clears throat> You really do have to sort that question out. I think maybe put any... First of all, don't live together. Don't move in together. You need your own separate lives. And put anything off the table for like a year and a half. Yeah. Two years. They say it takes two years to get over college. That's like what psychologists have advised. So put off any major decisions from moving in together to getting engaged to whatever for two years. And instead, take the next like three months when between graduation when one of you graduates on the quarter system to like really (laughs) figure out where you want to be independently, like what you need to be happy. Is it, I need to make a lot of money. I need to be in a big bustling big city. Yeah, I need to be doing something altruistic, you know, Start there and work backwards and then figure out how the relationship can fit into
1: those things. Because if, if it's the guy, he'll be the guy. He'll be the guy. You could move into an amazing building in another city and there's a guy across mm-hmm. the hall and he's perfect for you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got a boyfriend from University of Wisconsin. Like, yeah. Give yourself a second. I think as women we're so quick to just grab and just take because mm-hmm. we've got this biological clock. You want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success, not just in life, but vaginally. Did you say
2: vaginally? I did say vaginally. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking for vaginal success at this vaginal point in my success. life. Vaginal success. I've got all the other boxes checked.
1: Just the Check main that box. one box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ariana Danielle. First kisses always seem to be awkward because you're the kiss. Is it a kissing expert? Yes,
2: I have. I am the number one kissing expert in the world. My views. Uh, I did a series. I did a kissing tutorial series a few years ago, and they got like. Thirty-five million views each. Like, there's a lot of people googling how to kiss nice and hard, which is terrifying. Nice and hard. Yes. Like the the secret to those videos was like the the titles, like the algorithm, right? Oh. Titles, and they were just the titles of an insane that something in, right. insane. Yeah,
1: how, how to, to make kiss. smooth and rough go. I don't <laughs> <Yes. know. laughs> it was just so strange. It sounds like a Russian person wrote it. Yeah, Aryan Daniel. First kisses always seem to be awkward and sometimes it feels weird to tell someone they're not a great kisser. Oh yeah, don't do that. What advice do you have for effectively communicating to your kissing partner without hurting their feelings, without hurting feelings?
2: Well, yes, first kisses are hard. The first time you do anything is awkward. First time you go to spin class is awkward. The first steps you took were awkward. Like, it's okay that you're not like completely compatible right out the gate. So what I do is I tell them to kiss me slowly because most bad kisses are bad because they're too fast. And if you slow most kisses down, they're much, much, much better. Mm-hmm. Even, like, they're sloppy. It's like, okay, that's just a lot of tongue. You slow that down, that's kind of hot, you know?
1: I take a, a slow kiss with no tongue over Ooh. a slow kiss with bad tongue. True story. Like, no, no yeah. tongue is still pretty hot.
2: No tongue is very hot, Like, yeah. just
1: lips locked Ooh, quietly. yeah. You cupping one breast. I'm cupping your breast. You're a dude. <laughs> You're a dude. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so say, kiss me slowly, and then when they do it, be like, ooh, I like that. You know, oh. positive reinforcement. Um, <clears throat> also, if you see a kiss on TV that you like, okay, This the, the best kiss I've ever seen on camera is at the end of the movie, The A-Team. Yes, with Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper. I watch it once a Do they kiss? No, unfortunately, <laughs> they don't. He kisses, Bradley Cooper kisses Jessica Beale at the very, very end, but it is the perfect textbook kiss. It's Two to three seconds closed mouth kissing, and then you each take a breath and you turn your heads the opposite direction, you know, and then you open your mouth and the tongues meet.
1: So that's like, oh, you worked up to the yes. little tongue, little bird tongue. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It shouldn't, you shouldn't, the tongue should never meet the mouth before the lips do.
1: What's grosser than like, even as it's like someone looking at you, tilting their head and going tongue first at you, like, uh. like a lizard. Like a lizard. Like a lizard. Okay. So that's, but you're talking about positive reinforcement. Yeah. I also, I firmly believe, and I haven't kissed a new person in a very long time. Well, that's not true. I kissed someone on set because it was part of the job. It was the job. Yeah, I wasn't being like weird. Um, but I haven't kissed someone on a date other than my husband in a very long time. Um, I feel like when a man kisses poorly mm-hmm. and ag- aggressively bad, that's, yeah, I always think, who's the woman that let you get away with this before me? Right. What girl A liked this or B didn't think to fix it? We don't Who's the how? girl that signed up for this?
2: Because we don't know how. And like men get so butt hurt. You're like, oh, oh this is actually too much tongue. They're like, oh, uh, other girls liked it. It's like. Oh, th- that's the worst. Yeah. Other girls. They're like, no, they didn't. No, they are not They were just didn't. terrified. Yeah, Show me the receipts. Sh- Did they sign the, some sort of like report card, a progress report? No, they didn't. Is it notarized? No, we all like the same thing.
1: No, but we I love that. Love that thing. just clicked. With. Other girls like it. I'm like, yeah. a girl once who was like half awake. Right. Okay. Right. The girl you roofied was like, cool with it. All right. Yeah, let me see the receipts. Stacy underscore Liz, sorry, folks. Question: uh, Do I sound ninety?
2: I feel no, like you sound sexy, really. Because yes. I don't like
1: the Lindsay Lohan thing. Oh no, I do.
2: When I when I get sick, I'm like, yes, finally, I've got oh. like sex
1: rasp voice. Okay. I feel like I sound meek. No, I mean, if anything, someone- you sound meaner. You can't sit with us. Don't <laughs> I sound like I DJ for K Rock? Like coming up next on the Breakfast Pancake Show. <laughs> Win tickets to see Blind Melon. Blind Melon. <laughs> no, they're still around. Yeah, they played at a, a festival. At a reunion at. tour. It
2: was terrible.
1: Doesn't K Rock always have those promos like, we'd say get out of your mom's basement, but we know you're already living there? Yes. Like, it's always like shitty so hot girl. Me. Uh, K Rock, quit listening while you're jerking off. <laughs> then again, we'd have no listeners. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, question I'm from a moderately conservative small town in Ohio. And my boyfriend and I, of 25 I'm sorry, of 2.5 years, are look, of 25 years, are looking at buying a house. However, his parents who are extremely religious are not happy while my parents don't mind. We have tried to explain to them that since neither of our parents are going to finance the wedding, mine oh. think some it's something we should pay if we want it, and his can't afford to. We, however, can't afford to get married, then turn around <laughs> to buy a house. If there's a way to say this to people who look at me cross-eyed when... I don't know what's wrong with me today. If, if there's a way to say this to people who look at me cross-eyed when I say we're looking at buying a house in the immediate responses, but you're not even engaged, help. So why, why couldn't I follow that? Okay.
2: Yeah, so basically you got a town full of judgy Christians who don't want you living together. What if it was just all Orthodox Jews when
1: we read that all wrong? Right. No, it's definitely <laughs> or like judgy just Christians.
2: totally Hindu, like a really <laughs> tight-knit community and we're like, sorry about it. <laughs> but, you know, we default to Christians because they are the judgiest. I am one myself uh-huh. and I bro- judge people professionally on the internet. So it mm-hmm. works pretty well. So first of all, I, and I hate, I hate it when people say this. It's like, why are you giving them that power? It's, but literally, Ugh. in this standpoint, like, you don't have to answer somebody's question. Like, you just don't. You don't have to live by your boyfriend's parents' rules. They got to live their life however they wanted to, yeah. or maybe they didn't. Maybe they caved to the previous generation. That's that's on them. That's their shit. You have the chance, and you have to do it. Where you have to break the cycle of them weighing in on things. Because if you don't do it now, Ooh. they're going to have opinions about the wedding dress and where are you going here on the honeymoon and are you raising your baby like this and blah, blah, blah. Like it is going to be fucking bottomless. So it's like, this is our life. This is our money. Yeah. And we are going to do it however we want to. This is our and, money. And this is a reason people leave their small towns. Like you, this is why. You got, sometimes you got to move to move on.
1: Yeah. I also, setting a precedent right off the bat. Right off the bat. I think people do respect the dollar where you're like, this is my money. And, and no money. you'll hear, like people will give their opinion and be like, but whatever you want to do, it's your money. You have to be headstrong. Right. You know what? Sometimes other people's input is great. I paid for my wedding, mm-hmm. but I desperately needed my mother's opinion. Totally. I, don't I paid know for my wedding too. Know. Yeah. Right. So you sometimes you want that, but it should be invited. Right. Um, here we go. Here we go. We got a good one here. Now, I'm going to read these two because they are similar. They're from two different people. So I'm going to honor and I'm going to shout out at Maddie's locum. uh, But we're actually going to answer at Jenna Raffles' question because they're very similar questions. So Jenna's question is, hi, Eliza, baby arm, Scott and Shallon. We're a family. I wanted to ask how to approach telling my brother that we as a family don't like his girlfriend. Now, keep in mind, Maddie's locum didn't like doesn't like his brother who's dating a girl, they think she's spoiled and terrible. I see. But it's going to be the same thing. Uh, Back to Jenna. We don't like my brother's girlfriend. Yep. Yep. He's almost 21 and has been dating his girlfriend for almost a year. He met her uh, first few weeks of college, fall of 2018, and they apparently made it official, January 2019. Okay, too much context. My brother's become a different person and he and I were very close. He lets his girlfriend win and never tries to be competitive. He gives her everything she wants. My parents also have noticed the change and aren't happy about it. He has no respect for helping out with the family or hanging out with the family when he's home. The first time I met her was at my neighbor's graduation party and she got trashed, threw up in the bathroom, and (laughs) lied to my brother saying she didn't. We all heard her puking. She only talks, no one says puke enough. True story, This or person, Ralph. Yeah, or <laughs> Ralph. This girl didn't say puke. I put it in there. Oh, good. She only talks to my parents when she's drunk, Whoa. and if she spent the night at her place, won't even come down from the guest room to my brother's home. She's very lazy and is wrecked an off-the-road vehicle. <laughs> she
2: wrecked an ATV? That is not easy to do. I didn't
1: even apologize for my dad <gasps> for crashing a $16,000 piece of equipment. She also did it with my brother and just giggled. She came home from vacation with my family. Oy. <sighs> my family to drive ORVs and ATVs in Michigan because I wasn't able to come and she never said thank you for my parents for taking Whoa. her and never offered to do anything while on vacation and drove the ORV her and my brother were the entire time. All right, this is very specific. This is
2: very ATV specific. She says, I know
1: this is like five pages. I just want to give you all the information. I do always ask for info. Well, don't, well, welcome to my world. Well, we're getting down to vehicle type. Right. Uh, <laughs> both of you, bottle. this is your significant other seems to be dating a girl that no one likes. And even Maddie was like, she's entitled rude. Uh, she has no friends because she's rude. Mm-hmm. We don't like her. Uh, what do we do? I got a headache from reading that. Is, uh, I'm out this, of breath.
2: This is literally the questions I get like 24 hours a day. Like so much, so much detail. I drown in the detail. So like I was saying, war is deception, right? And if you really, really want to get rid of this person, it's going to take mass deception on your family's part because there's something called confirmation bias. Like it's, they've studied it primarily in politics. But like if you tell someone like Trump's grab. Trump grabs women by the pussy. His supporters will be like, they will dig their heels in further and be like, well, you know, I like a man who takes charge. It's the more bad things you hear about someone that you've already decided you like, the more you will defend them. Mm. So the way to combat that is to kind of give somebody a big dose of what it is they think they want. Like politics, we still haven't really found a great way to combat this, obviously, but personal life it's like, oh no, bring her along. Bring her every weekend. Move her into the house. Mm. Bring her around constantly. Like, I think you guys are great get. Yes, because part of what he might be doing is mm. rebellion. I see. This that. might be his brand of rebellion. And you also might want to take a good hard look at the dynamics in the family because this is mirroring something that he's seen before. He, there is some, some woman in his life who is not high on personal responsibility- And is low on apologies and high on entitlement.
1: Maybe it's you, maybe it's maybe you're just like her,
2: yeah. Maybe it's mom, maybe it's mom, maybe it's dad. And dad's like that. People date people who remind them of their most difficult parent because they're trying to do the relationship over but like fix it, like do it right. Mm. And it's we get caught in this codependent loop, so there is a dynamic there that has been played out in another part of his life. So if you can kind of find that and then maybe try to amplify that relationship, like if it's him and mom. Like focus on mom working on the relationship with him and then maybe he will realize that this girl is like not that enticing because he's fixed the root problem. Yeah.
1: I like how both of our advice it's very emblematic of our religions like your very sorority girl Christian advice is like yeah just passive aggressive it all the way until their heads explode (laughs) absolutely would love to my first thought as a Jew I'm like you gotta sit him down and be like look here's what I think I think you you can do that too totally
2: but like that's my instinct I would totally like go in with a battering ram yeah but if I'm doing it from a war
1: perspective that's tough it's so tough you know I do have a very close friend who is dating a girl Uh, they actually live here New York City is dating a girl and she's beneath him in every way you know and he's not like the greatest guy ever but But, the family's got to put up with it and it's uh, like they're not married and they've been dating and it's just like and everyone's just like all right, this isn't the best and you're just I think he knows deep down like this isn't right but it's just and she gets whatever she wants and Mm. I'm sure they have their own issues you just hope that one day when they have one of those fights that that she just leaves
2: then yeah you know maybe confront because I know I've dated a lot of people, broken up with a lot of people. And afterwards, nothing makes me more crazy than when my friends are like, you know, we always hated him.
1: And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Because we're all afraid of that thing where it's in every movie, like the best friend tries to warn you and it's like, you're just jealous because I have a boyfriend. Totally. And then
2: then it happens in real life. You cut your family off. So yeah, maybe start with the confrontation from a place of love. Be like, we see what this is doing to you and you don't seem genuinely happy.
1: We get a couple like this. We had one a while ago. Uh, and it involved money, and it was like the brothers had stopped talking to the family. Oh, yep, yep. And it's like you gotta get, you know, there's yeah. there's a root issue there. It's not like yeah. look, we love having sex, and I think she's amazing, and there's something wrong with all of you. <laughs> right. Or it is that yeah, are- v- Vegas girl underscore twenty five twenty five lies and challenge. I love Hi. you both so much. <laughs> what is one thing that everybody should do at least once before finishing high school? Whoa, right? Ooh. That's a good one. I should have I should have texted you that one. Before finishing high school, volunteer. That's your answer. It is. Okay. Because here's why. I was like, get a fake ID.
2: (laughs) You're like anal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't do that. Save your precious buttholes. Don't. It's a one way street. They have so many other holes to use. No, volunteer. I'll tell you why. Because high school is just this pressure cooker of comparison, you know, and the popular kids are based on, like, who's got the biggest tits? It's, like, based on fucking nothing.
1: All the dudes are like, who's got the biggest tits? (laughs) Break them out, Caleb.
2: (laughs) I've got bigger balls. Yeah, but it's, like, if you can, like, travel to a third world country, if you can volunteer at a soup kitchen, it takes you out of that, like, Mm. sphere of bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, I actually have skills and value beyond If I have the Supreme, you know, fanny pack that I wear sideways across my body, like an absolute douche, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that's going to give you the Or just like a regular
1: European person.
2: Right. A regular (laughs)
1: European person. A regular UAE resident who has a Louis Vuitton fanny pack (laughs) and just hangs out with all dudes because that's how they all do it. Uh, I like the volunteer thing. I say that to girls, to people all the time in the real world, like volunteer just to get out of your own head. Just to get out of your own head. (laughs) It's the antidote
2: to anxiety. Interesting. Yeah,
1: then you see how small your problems are. Ah, yeah. People have no hooves. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, I'm "French." It's like, "Do you speak French?" "No, I don't use it." I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally. First I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Boland Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all and Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year. And I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California king. And Bolin & Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Go to BollandBranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Boll & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Anonymous nanny moose hi eliza ask eliza and shallon i have a crush i thought this would be good i have a crush on my boss at one of my jobs he brings out a flirty side in me and we exchange looks when we all go out after work i'm afraid to engage in fear i will get rejected also if he takes me up on it i'm scared that my relationship experience might shine through what's your take on workplace relationships what should i do go for it or just keep it in
2: huge mistake. The red flag I heard there is one of my jobs. I heard that, too. that tells me you have jobs, you don't have a career, you know, and you need to be focused on your bag. You need to be focused on your career. And if you start fucking around with people at work, mm. you are not going to be focused on the things that you need. You're going to be working jobs and not careers for the rest of your life. And I see this. I hear this from girls. It's like, because look, you date him, this goes poorly. Who wins? Not you. He's not going anywhere. He's your boss. He's right. making more money, management's gonna believe him. You're gonna be like, oh God, I hate to clock in anymore. You know, like you are gonna be the one who's fucked up. You're not gonna wanna focus on anything. Right, 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 right. It's just not worth it. Like the office
1: gave us such a warped sense that like office romance is cute. It's not. Also, Jim and Pam spent like all of the last season fighting. Exactly. It was not a cute turn.
2: Because you you're not supposed to spend 24 hours with somebody. Right. You shouldn't like and if how do you're, mom and
1: pop stores do it? Like if they're all out of business.
2: Yeah, they go out, they go out of business. Go to Walmart, guys. So yeah, don't fuck around with workplace people. I am a hoe and a half and I have never dated a coworker. And so categorize it as just like a fun crush to get through work. You know, it makes time go faster, whatever you put on a little extra makeup, that's fine. Yeah. But girls, it's like, we have this idea. If we have a spark with someone, we have to, we have to follow it all the way to the end. We have to get married. Yeah. But guys are like- yeah, it's like Flora. it's fine. They compartmentalize and that's why they get to run the world because mm. they're not so fucking distracted by every girl who walks by, every crush, every connection.
1: My God, that's a great call. You're mm-hmm. right. We do, It's like one spark, gotta follow it. Gotta like, follow it. that was like hot, I gotta go.
2: Right. Leave the fun at the bar. Leave the fun at the shift. Whatever. It's fine. Keep, Ugh, keep I, it love mm-hmm.
1: I love that. I love that. Counterpoint, if this is a summer job, I don't know how old you are. Oh, True. Fuck away. Fuck away. Like, have the most fun. Know that you're like, when you have an in and out, like a designated, like a set time where you're out going back to school, I'm leaving, it's whatever. Do whatever. It does not matter. If it is, if you're getting paid hourly, who cares?
2: Yes. Hourly for a seasonal term. Yes. But then don't try to take it home with you. And don't try to
1: reapply to that job next year. Do not do that. (laughs) Um, Okay. Next one. Juicebox 1621. My ex-boyfriend who said he needed space three months ago is now coming back around, basically saying when his company gets off the ground, we can get back together. He doesn't know when that will be and he given, hasn't given me any specific date. He found out I was recently talking to a different guy and was upset with me. At the age of 31, I don't feel like I have time to waste oh my gosh. for someone to decide if they want me or don't because his company isn't panning out like he wants, but I still do love him. Do I move on or wait for him? So when a guy says I need
2: space, that means they're fucking other people. You need to walk in the light of the truth of that. He's that in not Scott. in therapy. He's not at a Buddhist monastery. He's not buckling down at work. He's on fucking Tinder, okay? So he's using this company as an excuse to keep you on the hook while he keeps fucking around to make sure he can't do absolutely any better. Yep. And even if, even if none of that's true, even if he has been celibate <clears throat> and working on the company, you have to evaluate someone as they are today. You yes. don't date potential. You date reality. And if he is basically unemployed, trying to get this company off the ground, like that sucks, you know? But like, what what an idiot. Like I'd be like, I want to marry you. I love you. I'd lock this bitch down. Yeah. You know, if everything else in my life was up in the air, I'd be like, well,
1: well shit. I want to keep my paws on her. This, the love story is when I had nothing, she was with me. Right. It's weird that he's like, and when I get something, I'll come back to you. There's something wrong here. Yeah. Run. Do not walk away from the right. situation. I
2: get that like guys can't date if they feel like their egos aren't in the place that they need to be. And a huge part of that is their career. And mm-hmm. that's fine. But then he needs to let you go Work hard as fuck to get where he needs to be to win you back, and he has no right to say that you're uh-uh. like talking to someone else. This is possession. This no, is not love.
1: It's, yeah, it's so fucking weird. Speaking of possession, mm-hmm. Sierra Bunny G. Hi, Eliza and Shallon. On my birthday last year, my best friend bought me a dress, and it didn't fit. This prompted me to go on the fitness on a fitness journey, and over the last year, I lost about sixty pounds. Whoa, one eighty to now one twenty. At five eight. I'm not positive that means. Okay, but still 60 pounds. Jesus. My boyfriend of over a year was pretty supportive for the first few months, but now he's accusing me of having an eating disorder. I have expressed to him that I have no intention of losing more weight, but he thinks that my conversion to veganism is still dieting mm-hmm. and that I have a problem. He even told me recently he wants to gain he wants sorry, he even told me recently he wants me to gain 10 pounds in the next month. I find this pretty controlling, but mm-hmm. I wanted your opinion. If the situation reversed and he thought I was too heavy and asked me to lose 10 pounds, every female on the internet would go crazy and call it body shaming. True. But I truly feel that people, I truly feel like people are uncomfortable with people being thin as well and that my boyfriend's remarks should be considered body shaming. What do I do about him? I've told him that I just enjoy living healthy and working out, but he doesn't want to listen and his family's in agreement with him. His mom sat me down and told me I was too skinny. I just don't want to feel bad for being a size zero or two. But most people say, wow, you're just bragging or being that size isn't actually healthy. In reality, though, I'm proud of what I've accomplished and how I look. Thoughts? Love you, Eliza. By the way, my friend and I were the people dressed as elder millennials at your Rockford show. That show was fucking fire. <laughs> Met you at a restaurant before the show. Oh my God, I remember that. Aww. You guys were so cute. And then we followed you in the restaurant. We couldn't get a table, but I didn't tell you that. So happy I got to meet you. And Blanche. Oh, rest and treats. I love that.
2: Rest and treats. I thought I made that
1: up, but everyone was saying it. I was like, I wonder if I did. Rest in Rest and treats. 180 to now, 120 at 5'8". So she's
2: 120 pounds at 5'8". Well, oh, got you, it. You right. met her. Do you think she's too skinny?
1: I don't remember because um, I definitely wasn't focused like, on judging what bodies. this I was too excited <laughs> about the fact that you guys were dressed up. <laughs> 120 at 5'8". That's pretty, that's, that's, thin. that's thin. That's thin. That's thin. That's very thin. That's like model thin. But maybe...
2: But like if you're happy, I, my body goal is an intervention. Should we look her up? Oh, should we? Or is that mean to,
1: like, then no. judge your body? You were saying your body goal is what? An, uh, intervention. an intervention. And I talk about in my stand-up how it's, like, every girl, like, wants people to be, like, we're worried for you. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be honest. We just went and looked at your Instagram. Um, I, I don't think you're too thin. No, I don't think so either. No, you're skinny, for yeah. sure. But not, like, whoa. Yeah, like I'm We not, as girls are so attuned to seeing that. Your body isn't growing extra fur to compensate for the lack of fat. Totally. Uh, that being said, also, you live in the Midwest. Yep. So what's considered thin there is very different than what would be considered uh, fighting weight on a coastal city.
2: Totally. So you're right. I think if you feel like there's an element of possession and control, maybe look around at other places in your relationship. Like, is this playing out, this dynamic in other things? Like, does he tell you what to wear? Has he always kind of done that? Does he have like certain friends he doesn't want you to hang out with? It's like, is your schedule, ooh, you're just like a little too busy. I don't know why you always have to go to like tap class
1: or whatever it is, you know? I also wonder like, Maybe you can ask a best friend or even your own mother, like, are you enjoying your food? hmm Are you, do you have like weird times where you won't eat this and you oh, can't yeah. eat it? Or are you just like, I eat vegan so that limits my, what I can do, mm-hmm. but you're still enjoying it. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Cause it's like when I know I've been pudgy and I've been thin and it's like the obsession with food kind of, never diminished, it's like when I was fat, I was constantly thinking about how fat I was and when am I gonna eat? And when I was thin, I was constantly thinking about Mm -hmm. what I couldn't eat. It never ends. It never ends. So it's like, if you have a healthy relationship with food, that's fine. I'd rather you have a healthy relationship with food and a shitty relationship with him because you can get rid of him and you got to keep on eating.
1: Yeah. I guess my my question is, does he feel that your relationship with food is impeding on your relationship mm-hmm. versus like, you're like, this is my food and I'm still me and right. doing all the things. Right. Um,
2: and is it something you talk about all the time? Oh, That's why people the, hate. Well, if, the intervention might not be you're too thin. It's that you never shut the fuck up about it. Mm. The veganism, the this, the working out, it's like nothing is worse than a friend who's like, I worked out today. It's like, great a lot of us did like it's they have to tell you they have to
1: post about it That's whole i do thing. i did hot yoga and i had to tell everyone on set that i had like done hot yoga well it's hot yoga because that is truly a battle it was hard and i didn't know it was hot yoga when i got there oh no but i
2: did it anyway oh.
1: at my fair chalice hi lies and challenge i have a question for you about wedding rings i'm very recently engaged and very recent hot fresh very recent <laughs> young ready Started to look at wedding planning on a very broad scale. My fiance sent me some pictures of wedding rings that he likes for himself. And he asked me what I thought. They were so ugly. They were black metal with dark wood accent. Not to shade anyone who likes this. I've just always hated black jewelry. Yep. I tried to respect. You know what those are good for? Like two like tough gay dudes. Yes. Like chrome, titanium, right. black, or like, onyx. I'm an army ranger and it's got to be dark so it doesn't glint when I'm shooting the enemy. Like, there you okay. go. I tried to be respectful about it, but he could tell that I didn't like them. I've always thought that couples wedding bands should correspond and I can't imagine myself wearing a black band either. Mm. Yeah, you're not at a funeral. He says he's never heard of anyone wearing corresponding bands. He's not wrong. My husband and I don't. I suggested a compromise. I found some white gold bands with mm-hmm. the same wooden accent he likes. He wants the compromise to be what we, that we just get what we both want. Do I drop it or try to find something we both will like? It mm-hmm. is his ring, but it's our wedding pictures.
2: So literally no one's going to care about the pictures. Not one single human person. Not going to look at your finger. They're not going to look at the finger, especially the dude. If they're going to look at anyone, it's going to be you. They're going to judge if you look good, judge Mm -hmm. if your bridesmaids are hot, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know when society localized around wedding pictures, like your entire life has to funnel down to like the pictures you're going
1: to display in your house because it's going to be like two, Mm -hmm. you know, not 55. I have one picture of me alone in my wedding dress. And I feel bad having it up. Yes. Because it's like just me, but I looked great, but you still. Did I feel... look,
2: she looked great, guys. Her boobs looked unbelievable. But
1: believe it, they're
2: real. They are real. It's so unfair. <sighs> so maybe if you won't compromise on the color, compromise on the thickness. If you go for a thinner band, never it's compromise
1: be... on thickness. <laughs>
2: Not on girth, ladies. Definitely better than length. Um <laughs> so yeah, maybe compromise on like the thickness of the band so it'll be like less noticeable. Mm. Because, yeah, when it's like a really thick band, like dudes have short fingers anyways and it looks like a hobbit finger, you know, with like a big old thick black band. Yeah. It's very Nickelback, a black
1: wedding ring. It's very heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, here's the thing, he's the one that's got to wear it. Yeah. Whatever he wants. That's Maybe what buy I a think. dummy one for the photos, just for the wedding. So you could have that. Yeah. But you he, he want him to want to wear his wedding. My husband loves wearing his band and it's a simple gold band. My... So I did not want a gold wedding ring, so I do not have that. He doesn't care... I get that you care. There's so many other places to focus your energy. Mm-hmm. If he has a ring that he really loves, then I think that's great and you should just let him wear his ugly right. ring.
2: And this is this is a, an emblem of the relationship in general. You know, this is marriage. It's mm-hmm. compromise. You're going to like something he's not. It's like, you got to pick your battles. And if this is, if he truly likes something, you might not have to understand it or agree, but you got to respect it.
1: Yeah, just let him wear his... Just let him, him wear it. It's fine. Ugh, it's gonna. I know.
2: And he might get sick of it and be like, okay, and like trade it in after a year. Maybe his
1: friends will make fun of him and whatever. Yeah, it's just you got to let that one go. Mm-hmm. Jordan Kilinski. Hey guys, how can I help my dad to date more? Mm. He's an early fifties empty nester in a pretty small town. I'm the child that lives the closest, an hour and a half away. I know he's lonely. He's been married twice before: my mom for nine years, another another woman for only about a year. He's kind of dorky, but he's Perfectly nice and normal looking. Aww. He's on dating sites, but he's really, really picky. Anything I can do as his daughter to help him out that doesn't make it weird. I don't want him to die alone and have to come live with me. Oh, I don't want is. him to die alone and have to come live with me after he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live with the body. with corpse. What do you think, Shalyn?
2: Well, pickiness is a mask for like <clears throat> low self-esteem. Not mm. low self-esteem, but it's usually either a fear of failure or a fear of
1: success for for sure i hear that yeah Yeah.
2: and if he's been married twice i got news for you he's not that picky okay you know like he wants to couple up like Mm -hmm. he he definitely does so not that he has no standards but like he wants a woman in his life so he needs to kind of i would say get him into a little bit of therapy you know iron out the reasons why that last relationship didn't work because yeah if you're only married for a year there's some residual yeah, something happened. Yeah, something happened. There's some residual self-esteem issues, but they're not unfixable. You just got to clear the cobwebs out a little bit. So, yeah, maybe maybe give him some Dr. Phil books, some Joel Osteen. You know, obviously get him into therapy. That's, that's the best thing. And then he can, like, go forward in dating knowing truly what he needs mm-hmm. from a partner. And that makes you more confident when you date because then you you don't feel like you're going to get bamboozled and get your heart broken because you pick someone wrong.
1: Also, I mean, the odds are in his favor because he's a fifty-year-old man that's yep. normal-looking. Uh, men, the average lifespan of an American man is like forty, so there's a lot more women out totally. there, more and they travel. Get on our time. Get on some of these dating yeah. sites. Make it maybe it might be uncomfortable for him because, like, obviously the goal is fucking, but <laughs> you know, try to make it a fun night. And you yeah. guys swipe together. Yeah. Kisses from the sky. How do you find love in this online dating world? Either feel like I'm compromising what I want by dating. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Either feel like I'm compromising what I want by wanting a more committed relationship or that I'm open and honest, then getting ghosted. Mm. How do we date in this online space?
2: Well, open and honest, you know what I say? War is deception. Mm -hmm. Like open and honest rarely works in your favor because then you've showed your hand and the enemy knows everything about you and you don't know anything about their position, you know? Okay. So, and usually when it's like, I'm being open and honest, it's like, that probably means like, I want a relationship. If you have to say that, if you're being emotionally risky, that means you don't actually know the other person because they should, Explain that better. So like <clears throat> if you're on like a third date and it's like, you know what? I'm looking for a relationship. Don't say that to someone you don't know because the implication is I'm looking for a relationship with you. You don't know them. Third date, right. three months, you're still getting to know someone. I tell my husband all the time, I don't know you. No, and I don't fully want to know someone. I don't fully want to be known. Like there has to be some sort of mystery. So dating is peaks under the hood. You know, people are still very much curating what they want you to see and what they want you to know. And you should be doing the same thing. Like I used to lead with like my whole resume, my whole history. Here's my whole personality. And then, yeah, it's like my whole emotional underbelly was exposed all the time. They judged
1: everything. Everything. You know nothing and they walk away.
2: Exactly. And you feel like I've given, I've emptied my vessel. And so I'm so exhausted. I can't keep dating. So like, take a step back. Like I was saying in the previous question, like you have to understand not what you want, but what you need from a partner. And then it's going to be like, you can see those red flags so much easier Mm. and like, No, he can't plan a date.
1: This isn't a viable boyfriend or husband. Right. Like he's not gonna contribute 50% of anything. I also think, you know, being open and honest, you can interpret it different ways. I you don't have to blurt out everything because Mm -hmm. we all want someone. Yeah. Like, I wanna be single, I wanna be alone. There are some people who really truly want that forever. Typically, I want to be single because I don't like you. Yeah. That's what it is. And when I think of open and honest, you're on a date, especially if you're in your 30s, and some guy says to you, This is I talk about this in my stand-up because Uh. it drives me crazy. Some guys, do you want kids? Yeah. Men, what you have to hear is, I'm not if I if I say yes, it doesn't necessarily mean with you. Right. But as a woman, you should be, you should feel comfortable enough to say yes, perhaps someday, and say that if you if you do want kids, you should say that. If that scares him off, this isn't the guy for you. Absolutely. If he's too dumb to intuit that it doesn't necessarily mean right now. Yeah, like later tonight. So don't lie, but you, you don't have to lie, but you don't have to offer everything about yourself. Totally. Every trauma, every dislike. Totally. Just drip it out like hamster dripping. Yeah,
2: and overall, dating is like fishing. You got to cast a lot of lines in the water at once. Like, you know, no fisherman goes out Puts one line, oh, I didn't catch the big one. Because guys date like this. Like we said, they compartmentalize. So they have a bunch of different girls going at once, and then one pulls ahead of the pack, and then they ditch the rest. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Date, date, date. That's what happened with me and Smokey. Yeah. Third date. He had a date lined up, <gasps> and he was like, I just called her and said I couldn't make it. I also had a date lined up, and I was like, can't make it. But then I went on that date anyway. JK, I didn't do that. <laughs> Narcolas. High Lies and Shallon. Nick from Boston here. I'm 32 and gay and single for effing three for three effing years and sick of the shallow dating scene. Mm. The last date I was on, the guy was on his phone the entire time. Checking his excuse me. Snapchat. Oh, cool. He's an 18-year-old rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him what you said about Snapchat that one time. Do you remember my favorite quote of yours? No. You're like. Talking about Snapchat, I'm never on Snapchat, but you were like, nobody wants to watch you mouth rap lyrics and blow blunt. Nobody wants to listen to your shitty trap music while you blow blunt smoke in the camera.
2: (laughs) I'm talking to a 21-year-old right now, and he's like, let's get on Snap. And I was like, for the last goddamn time, I'm not getting back on Snap. Ever. Ever.
1: I'm not doing it. Sometimes I go back on Snap so I can look at pictures of Blanche. Because I have them from like years ago. Oh, it's so lonely. Okay. Last guy I was on a date. He's on his phone the entire time, checking his snap and Twitter. Ugh, I think he maybe made eye contact with me twice during the date, once more to say thanks for paying for his fucking drink at the end of it. I went home and descended into a not-cute place of self-loathing. Yeah. I'm sure you're sick of this question, but where do I meet a decent guy? I'm funny, I have a great butt, I'm great at sex, and yeah. I'm an excellent cuddler. You want should- to date me? I, mean- <laughs> I should have a ring on it by now. I want a guy who is a top. Important. Oh. Who wants to settle. I think you're using this podcast <laughs> to get someone to reach out to you at Narcolis with a K. <laughs> Who wants to settle down and isn't so into himself that he's on his phone. Unlike the last one, you're like, here's all the details. I want a dude who's a power top. Wants <laughs> to settle down. I like to cuddle. Where's he at? Thanks for the advice. Heart emoji and some other emoji that didn't cut and paste to Microsoft Word.
2: Why does it do that? I've never understood that. The emoji non-transference.
1: Humans can't talk to each other. How can Where computers? is the response of- yeah, I, I don't know why I can't do that.
2: Well, like we were saying before, you got to, it's like hunting for a job. You can't just be on one platform. You know, it can't just be Grindr. It can't just be Tender. You got to go out there. You got to do some hobbies. It's so much easier to bond with people and to judge them in like a less judgy way if yep. you're engaged in the same activity, especially if it's something physical. You release oxytocin. It's a bonding hormone. Mm-hmm. So get out there. If there's a political cause, unless it's a Republican one, get out there and <laughs> volunteer for it you know like join a hiking club like you're gonna have to do oh, a lot of
1: things here's what i think you should do okay here's what i think uh go to if you're a gay guy go to one of those bullshit straight pride rallies oh. because all of those guys are gay
2: oh my Secretly. god
1: go there armed so you don't get hurt yep. bring like a big hot like jack gay dude and just go up to the straight guys and be like do you want me to fuck you and they'll be like thank god yes please <laughs> if you're gay go to straight pride rally and just set up shop you know it just set up snipe butt them. shop yeah Okay, so that's your answer.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, get out there and just try some new things, you know?
1: Hi, Liza and Challenge. I'm 19 and have never been in a romantic relationship. No. I've never been in a relationship nor romantically involved with anyone. Ah. I know I'm young but I see all my friends have these experiences and I'm just not there for some reason. I'm not approached by guys and I don't know if that's because I look intimidating or if it's because I'm not their type but I don't even have a weird gill, a hump or even a hoof (laughs) she does watch my stand up that needs polishing so I don't know why I'd be so undateable. It's like I'm stuck in the first 30 minutes of a rom-com. I get the Mm. looks, those long ones and even the occasional flirting but it never goes beyond that. I try to give as many green lights as possible to the guys uh, if I think they're cute or interesting and they don't make a real move. Although I'm all four girls taking the first step. Sorry, nope, don't that's do that. just not me. And after a while of trying so hard, it's like I did all this so you can fucking do you do something, Scott. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry, sorry, Scott. I'm sure you're your lovely man It's just an act reference. <laughs> so, what the hell do I do? Any advice? Love you both, and absolutely cannot wait for the sketch show. Thank you so much. She says, "I'm so happy the producers are now seeing the gem that you are." Aww. Thank you. That's very sweet, and they're stupid I for not greenlighting uh, my ideas.
2: Agree. I agree. Well, I think that you're right not to be making the first move. It. Like we were saying, it sets up a really bad construct. It's a bad dynamic. And then if you if you chase guys, you get caught in this thing I call the passive reciprocation loop where like you never really know if mm. they're there just because like, okay, yeah, I'll meet up. I'll allow you to come suck my dick on a oh, third. It's fine. You know, it's like, if you pull back, are you actually watering a dead plant, you know? And it's really important Ooh. to let that dynamic play out immediately, like at the bar, at the party so that you don't get three, six... 10 months down the line and he just fades out and you're like, why? It's like, "Cause well, he was never chasing you to begin with, you know? So, oh, you're super cute.
1: We're looking at your picture because yeah. when you
2: said intimidating, I was like, oh my God, she's nine feet tall. Right. Or she wears 10,000 pounds of makeup. That's but what guys consider intimidating is like this YouTube adorable. MUA look.
0: No. Yeah, you're adorable.
2: You're adorable. So first of all, you're 19 and yeah. you're, you're looking at the interactions your friends are having and you are romanticizing those. Mm. I, I'm a dating coach. I talk to girls on the opposite end of this all day long, where it's like he started out great and then he ghosted, then he put a finger in my ass, blah, 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 blah. Like you, you aren't really fully hearing or observing the downside. Like you're thinking that they're having these epic romances yeah. and they're not. Like, because guys at your age, they're like a single-cell protozoa version of a 19. regular man. 19? I know. Disgusting. Disgusting. A single
1: cell protozoa version of a what?
2: A man. A real man. <laughs>
1: You know, they're just kind of like swimming around, you know? (laughs) I love her. Uh. Oh, my God. I think of those crazy people I dated at night. You're 19.
2: You're 19. You're 19. So, like, don't... It isn't just you. And I felt the same way. And every single 19-year-old girl says the same thing. It's like, where are they? Where are these experiences? Where are these good guys? And part of it is simply just age. So, like, don't think... Don't twist yourself into a pretzel and change yourself and modify and do all this. Because you're trying to close the gap because between who a man is and who he needs to be. And when you start doing that, you're going to set up these patterns for your life of chasing, of shape-shifting into whatever you think a guy needs you to be, of dialing down your standards. And like, no, hold the fucking line. You be you. Be you. You be you. And I promise it will happen. You just kind of have to live on these little bread and water scraps Mm -hmm. for
1: now. Or date just like a few years older. Look at like 21. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean- not much. That's it though. Cause then he can drink and you can't, I'm sure it's he'll, get, weird. he'll get you beer. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say this. I don't know where you live. Sometimes where you live or the microcosm that you're in, like there's a certain standard of beauty and yes. all you got to do is step outside of that. And you're like, oh, look other, oh, men do find me attractive. Right. I always felt that growing up in Dallas that I would go to New York for stuff and men would talk to me and look at yes. me and it was never like, it was not as plentiful. As totally. it was, you know. So different places, different cities have different standards. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the world. You're only 19.
2: I know. Get a bus ticket. Get, Get a bus ticket. Come visit. Don't take a bus.
1: <laughs> Anonymous. Hi. Oh, I love holiday stuff. Hi, <gasps> Liz and Shallon. I love your opinion about my family holiday etiquette. Each year, my parents host Thanksgiving for our extended family. About 20 to 25 guests ranging from toddlers to grandparents. Last year, one of my cousins brought her new boyfriend oh, no. who proceeded to get visibly drunk and vape in the house. What? <clears throat> While many of the adults will enjoy a few drinks throughout the day, how could we survive otherwise? Right. My family was surprised by the new boyfriend's excessive behavior and feel it was inappropriate. Should we bring this up with him her and my cousin before Thanksgiving this year? And if so, how? Thanks in advance.
2: Okay, so this is what you do. Security through obscurity. So you send a mass email to everyone, right? And you're like, hey guys, we've decided... Because the party's so big, you know, every big party needs to have some ground rules. So... You know, if someone is getting really visibly drunk, we're going to have to ask them to leave just for the safety of the toddlers. We can't have someone like crashing around, you know, bumping into the kids. Also, like, obviously no like cigarettes in the house, no animals, no vaping. uh, No grape
1: flavored vape juice (laughs) tool.
2: Like grandma's emphysema is acting up. Like we, you know, we really just need to keep things a little more polite. Please be on time. Like, so you want to sandwich it. You want to put like innocuous things up front. The really, like the real shit in the middle, and then close with something else innocuous. Is your cousin a girl? Your cousin's a girl? I
1: think it's a girl with a
2: boyfriend that's shitty. So, women tend to remember the last thing that someone says, men tend to remember the first. So, then put it towards the end, and she'll remember it more and likely. And she'll remember yeah. it more likely. Put it top and bottom. I was and just then doing put, what you said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, put it top and bottom, and, and put the innocuous shit in the middle.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. Why just say to the girl, be like, here's what? It's tough because you don't want him to feel like the whole family hates him. But right. it's always I'm always shocked how the lack of self awareness. It's
2: crazy. It's crazy. Uh,
1: like, he what also is your house like. Yeah, he also you know? may not be bred well. Like, he honestly mm-hmm. may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, he's the kind of guy we can pull him aside and be like, "Don't do that," or put it on her to be like, "You need to." You need to cowboy the fuck
2: up. Because if this is now their second Thanksgiving, this is a real relationship. So it's like, okay, no more benefits of the doubt.
1: Also, just because it's a large party, it doesn't mean it's this bullshit free-for-all. Like someone is curating this, someone is paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, you're not at like a crawfish boil. (laughs) Okay. Last one. I just broke up with my boyfriend at five years and he's looking for an apartment so he can move out of mine. It's been almost 45 days and he's still here. He doesn't pay anything toward the rent. I'm fully with my... I'm fully within my legal right to ask for my key and tell him to go, but he claims he has nowhere else and would be essentially making him homeless. What do I do? I want to, sorry, I want to process the feelings of the breakup and it's impossible when he's still here. Is it wrong to tell him enough is enough and he needs to leave or set a date and then I'll change my locks? He has family he can go to. Please, please give me real help. Oh my God, you poor
2: thing. Wars are fought over land, right? Right. This man is in your emotional territory. He's in your fucking physical territory. And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that he's a white male in America. That means he's an apex predator. He's at the top of the food chain. I don't want to hear from a white male saying he can't, I can't, I've got nowhere to go. I don't give a fuck. A great white shark starving to death? Not today.
1: Probably today. We are putting (laughs) a lot of plastic in the oceans.
2: Probably today. Right. I will reach into a shark's mouth and pull it out. I'm not going to do it for a human man. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to save a human man. You have to do this because what you permit, you promote. So no shit, he's not leaving. And this is probably a dynamic that's been played out in your relationship for five years. I can't do something. Kelsey, the rest. Jones' clothes, it can make a reservation. Like, it's time to expel this person from your life because you're right, you're not going to move on, and he's going to keep this up for as long as it takes. Like, it's time to
1: cowboy the fuck up. Concise.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: like, uh, uh, I read this book called Convenience Store Woman, which oh. is weird. Oh, yeah, is it good? I-, I don't know. I read it, and the girl at the bookstore was like, people love it, and I'm like, okay, I read it. Oh, yeah, it's weird, uh, but in it, There's a guy like that who tries to rationalize to her why she's useless at 36. And this is in Japanese culture and unmarried. And he's like, and I'm also useless because no woman likes me. So I should just stay with you and you would be keeping me. And she goes for it. She's also a super weirdo. No, it's less like that. And then the end, it's like she has her moment. But, spoiler alert. Um, Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's not disabled. He is fully capable Ready, willing, and able, yep. blaming Mexicans for taking his jobs. Oh, so my God. that's what you got there. No. And now it's time for everyone's tastiest part of the show. Hit it, Scott. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Top of the cob, bottom of the cob. I explained to Shallon, she didn't know where top of the cob came from. Uh, and I explained to her that it's very literal. It is the top <laughs> of a cobbler. <laughs> So, Shalyn, today on this beautiful day mm-hmm. uh, in the midfall, what is your top of the cob?
2: My top of the cob is early Christmas. Ooh. you know every- that's mine too. <laughs> really? No, every- but I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Everyone craps all over. Like, it's not even October, you know. It's not even Thanksgiving. Whatever Christmas stuff is up, let me have it. <sighs> Life is a hellscape right now. Okay, yeah. our Earth is dying. We have an asshole in the office. I have a hangnail. Like, life is spiders. If I am happy- Life is spiders. Life is just pure spiders. If I am happy having 25 mini pumpkins outside my apartment door- Let me have
1: it. But 25 mini pumpkins isn't early Christmas.
2: No, it isn't. But then I walk around. I was in my hometown mall. I'm from Orange County. And they had, like, the huge Christmas tree up at the Spectrum Center. And they even had a sign out that said, too early for Christmas. We know. We know. It was like this passive-aggressive take no shit. All the
1: Christian moms got together. All the conservative moms, they're like, get it up. He yes. is born. He
2: is risen. Or, no, that's He later. was
1: risen, now he's born. Now he's
2: born, right. It's a whole cycle. And, but they explain, like, it takes this long to build it and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, just go have some cocoa. Literally at the end of the it's sign. 90 it's like, degrees outside. It's 97 <laughs> degrees. Like, just go have some cocoa and relax. Fucking and I was like, you know assholes. what? Thank you, passive aggressive sign. I enjoy... Christmassy things. It calms you down. Yes. It makes you think about little baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. Maybe the animals in the pasture. Is that what you think about? I do. I think about the animals that were there because I really think that they helped. I think they were just, they were moving the hay around Mm. him and and snuffling him with their little furry mouths. You know, it just makes me, it makes me calm. That's the top of my call. Praise him. Praise him.
1: Uh, I love, as a Jew, I love Christmas. As uh, one of... A tribe that wrote most of your Christmas songs. <laughs> right, you did. Jews Thank wrote you. your Christmas songs. So you know. Thank you. I do love Christmas, and people. I always feel bad for Thanksgiving. It's like, uh, it's like the Jan of like the three sisters. <laughs> Christmas is the Marsha. because it goes Halloween, Which and then fun. it's like when Cyber Monday, <laughs> or like Black Friday. Like Thanksgiving.
2: Thanksgiving was great when you were a kid. You didn't do shit. You just ate, and maybe you had to clean a plate or two. Now as an adult, when you're if you're throwing a party, you're like, this is this is a nightmare. This is so much work. It's so much money. So many people in my house. So I have to move the chair over there and that doesn't fit. we set up this weird yeah. table. It's like, and
1: I have a bit about this. I'm not going to do the whole bit. Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, the same dinner. They're the same dinner. A month apart. All right. So yours is early Christmas. Mine, this is going to sound like one thing, but it's another. Mushrooms. Oh. I mean, magic mushrooms, super fun. Uh, actual mushrooms, because as I strive to eat more and more vegetarian and vegan and things like that. Yes, I will have meat on occasion, but I really strive to do days and days of plant-based. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms can be made into mushroom bacon. There's all different oh, kinds of yeah. mushrooms. Uh, I ordered a vegan dinner last night, and it was a mushroom bacon sandwich, and <gasps> the motherfuckers forgot to put the mushrooms on, so it was no. just bread and lettuce and tomato. No. I got my money back. Uh, but like, it's like me just exhausted <laughs> after a day of work eating my sad vegan sandwich. No mushroom. Mushrooms are filling. They're the steak. Of the vegetable world. They are. Not beefsteak, tomatoes, mushrooms.
2: Mushrooms. I like this. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they could slip in just a little magic one here and there. Just think about it. Don't tell anyone. No, like just every 20th sandwich.
1: Why is it always got to be dried? Why can't I have a wet, plump magic mushroom? Thank you. Right? Yeah. Come on, farmers. What's your bottom of the cop, Shallon?
2: Poorly made iced tea. I'm an iced tea connoisseur. Oh, I
1: got I to get you on phone with Fred Schlesinger. Really? My dad, you guys can go to town on this one. Oh,
2: is, is he a sweet tea man?
1: No, Jews don't drink sweet tea.
2: Excellent. Neither do I. Okay. I am sweet enough. No, I don't drink sweet iced tea and people cannot make, it's a bag in water. It's a goddamn bag in water. You can get a jug, you put the bag in, you forget about it. And even if you go to a nice place, they've got shitty iced tea. They've made it too fast and it's bitter. Yeah. Or it's too strong. Or it's out here in New York City and it's from, you know, the gun, like behind the, Uh you know, like
1: tea and a gun? You know,
2: like the the soda machines. It's like Lipton tea and it's semi-weird carbonated. It's so gross.
1: It's so gross. Who is drinking this? You're always like, is it fresh brewed? They're like, oh, it comes from...
2: It's always bad. It's always bad. All of those pre-made teas are bad. They're so bad and they don't have to be. It's leaves, water. And the best teas, like if I find a good iced tea, I got one at like Maison Caisse the other day and it was (laughs) six and a half dollars. God. For just just, just tea and water. But I'll tell you a hack. Tea fans, slice of orange, not a slice of lemon. That's what my dad does.
1: Really? Oh, my God. And he gets granular. Waitress comes over after he touches her arm, <laughs> asks her name, makes her FaceTime me to say she's a fan. Then he'll say, I want, uh, I think he used to do sweet and low, but I don't think he does it anymore. Uh, half- and then he like gets it down, half this, slice of lemon, slice of orange. Oh. And then if they refill it too soon, he gets upset. Like it's a whole thing. The,
2: the ratios are important with the ice. If there's too much ice, if there's too little ice, ice coffee fans, I feel like you understand this struggle, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's wow. rough out there for a tea drinker. Dark times.
1: Dark times for tea drinkers. Mm-hmm. My bottom of the cob is, I, I, I'm sure there's a term out there. Mike, um, I'm going to, I'm going to turn, I'm going to coin it. Micro acknowledgements. Oh, the endless. If you're in a work type environment, the endless acknowledgements, signs, uh, and sounds that you have to make every time you see another human. Uh, every little comment, uh, walking by, like, huh? Oh, got your coffee. Yep. Oh, Monday. Oh, hey, did oh, salmon. Whoa, hey, hey, it's uh, it takes my breath away. And I've been on set with a couple actors now that are silent and you could take that as rude, but really it's like, no, I'm focused on me yeah. and I don't want to do that. On a set, I can only really draw this from that. You're seeing people over and over several times. I don't need you to comment on the food I'm carrying. Nope. I don't need you to say anything. And I get that people want to reach out or they feel yeah. intimidated. It is okay to walk by silently. I don't think you're rude. Yeah. I don't, and sometimes I just pretend I don't see people. Oh, totally.
2: Even I think that's why people I, carry their phone. It's like, I'm just going to look at this blank screen. Oh, I'm doing the thing.
1: Sharon Stone told me she was like, get a book, put your nose in it. Don't look up. Yep. So this
2: is true. Because when I think of the things and the interactions that exhaust me the most, yeah. it's not like, oh, I met with my friend and we talked about something heavy. It's small talk.
1: And I, you know what? I don't even mind real small talk Ugh. because, you know, you say one thing. It To me, it is the micro talk of yeah. almost grunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> like you're even out of breath doing it tiny sips no micro acknowledgement you say something or you say nothing
2: that's so true and if we as a society can agree to this we can all get on the same page because like energy we only have a finite amount of it and if we're it's like fuck i see like coming down the hall what am i gonna do what am i gonna do am i on the right side am i gonna say something it's like that's energy that's now gone for you i only have so
1: much energy so, less acknowledgement, more true involvement. Yes. Shalon, you're one of my favorite people. I loved your answers. I know the fans are really excited, so we'll have to have you back. Uh, I can also print you out all the questions that didn't get answered if you like but no. I'm sure they'll find you
2: they will and if you guys want to submit a
1: question to me I'll do it for you okay. I think it's tacky to make guests do okay, it themselves good. Okay, good. if they <laughs> want to find you they can find you at Shallon S-H-A-L-L-O-N X-O on Insta she also has a very popular YouTube channel several hundred thousand followers uh, it's Shallon Lester you can just YouTube it or you can ask her a one-on-one question at ShalonLester.com. You guys, she has the answers to all of your secret questions and I have to go to the bathroom. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you.